Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, the bisexual specialist, and my main mission in life is to help my bisexual family create the life they desire and deserve and construct authentic and affirming faith if they want. But listen, this podcast is for the entire queer community. So you are welcome here, my friend, I promise. On Mondays, it's Bi Talks, where I answer questions and talk about all things related to bisexuality. On Wednesdays, it's Table Talks. This is where I either do a solo episode or invite wonderful guests into the podcast to talk about all things related to the queer community, especially as it deals with Christianity. And then on Fridays, it's Bible Talks, where it's just me sharing some devotion and application from Scripture. So, I invite you to grab that coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, 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 and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown. So glad that you could join me for this episode today. And although I do have some um, guests coming on the podcast very shortly, uh, this is going to be another solo episode, and it's very purposely so because I want to follow up on something that I shared with you on last week's Table Talk. So this is sort of a Table Talks part two, if you will. So uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. I just want to ask you a couple of questions. First, have you joined the free Facebook group, the private Facebook group? There's a link in the show bio. I'd really love to have you as part of that. That's a free thing. Just come and join. We'd love to have you there and participate. That would be awesome. Um, But uh, let me get to the subject of today on this table talks it's basically how to hear from god and and this sort of derived in sort of an interesting way um after i recorded last week's table talks and this was about how to really know that you are okay with god around the clobber verses specifically or sort of that was the jumping off place if you will um, to what I wanted to share with everybody. And uh, hopefully you've listened to that podcast. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. But I will be honest with you. When I recorded that and, and decided to put it out, um, I was a little nervous because I wanted to make sure it came across loving um, and not accusatory because that's not at all the intent that I had behind that table toss. It was simply to encourage people to to begin to shift their focus to something that is, I think, more productive in the long run. And um, because truthfully, 
Guys, Scripture can be used to argue anything you want in whatever direction you want. It really can. But I think for healing and for our own well-being, we've got to move it beyond that to something that is more substantial and more meaningful. And that's what I was alluding to. So I played this podcast. My wife and I were on our way down to my mom's. Um, She lives about five hours away from me. And uh, I try to make as many visits as I can, especially recently since my father passed away. But um, I was going down there, and on the way, I asked her, I said, I'm going to play this recording for you, this podcast that I that I recorded, and, and I just want you to get your honest opinion. So I, I hit the play button and let it come out of the speakers, and she just simply listened. And afterward, I asked her, I said, is this something I should put out? And she said, yeah, I, I think so. I, I got your intent. I got your heart. I said, Good. And I said, was there anything that you would add, or is there any comments that you would like to make? And she said, well, the only comment I would make is that you said that a person needs to tap into their relationship with God, they tap into that that relationship to know that they are okay with God. And she said, Keith, you know, I have heard and, and experienced myself, as I have, I will, I will echo this as well, that there are times in life when you don't feel like you are actually hearing from God. You know, there's a disconnect. And I don't know, have you, raise your hand, let me, raise your hand, let me see him. If you've ever felt this way, or maybe you're feeling that way now, raise your hand. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, So I'm not alone, and she's not alone. Um, And we've heard this, I know I have heard this in many years of doing pastoral ministry, for instance. People would come and say, Keith, you know, I, I believe in God, but I just don't feel God. I don't, I don't experience him the way that I want to. And so I can understand, if you listen to last week's podcast, how you might go, well, yeah, okay, I get that. I want to I want to get that validation directly from God, but how do I do that? How do I hear from him? And I can't go into all that in this podcast, and I'm not going to even try because that's going to that that could take multiple podcasts. And truthfully, I'm you know this is also a subject that I'm going to tackle with Candace on a future episode of the um, Coffee Club. And if you're not familiar with that, that's a brand new group that we're putting together. This is going to be a private podcast conversation that Candace and I do at least once a month. Maybe we'll do it more than once a month. It will put out. It won't be aired on the regular podcast channel. It'll be something that's only available to our club members, and you get through that through Patreon. It's a grand total of five bucks a month. So it's it's very affordable, but it'll give us a chance to explore some more things as a couple. And I'm really looking forward to that because you're going to uh, experience both of us together, our personalities, which are quite different, obviously. And hopefully she won't tell too much about me, but we'll, <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. But that's Coffee Club. There's a link in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. Uh, we'd love to have you part of that. But we're, we're going to talk about that at an episode of, of the Coffee Club. But let me just share with you today, if I can, four general things I want you to think about when you're talking about experiencing and hearing the the voice of God, the confirmation that you need from God directly, and as I often do, I, when I'm thinking this thing, these things through, whether it's a sermon, whether it's a, a teaching, whether it's a podcast, whatever the case may be, I often will play with words because words to me have power. And so, um, as I was putting this together, I simply wrote the word here. Um, up and down on my page. And, and if you've been around for a split second, you know that Keith loves acrostics because I think they're really useful for me and remembering what I want to teach, but they can also be useful for my 
audience and my students because it, it gives them some memory uh, triggers as well. So if you're able to, just write the word here vertically on the page. Now we're going to expound on that. We're going to do more than just the hearing, but at least that gives us a good place to start. Okay. So the first thing that I want to do is begin with the H in the word here. Here it is. Have an expectation. Have an expectation. You know, one of the things that people often do is they they want things in life. They 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 need things in life. They expect things in life. And yet, when it comes right down to it, do they really expect these things in life? You know, it works in all aspects of life. If you want to achieve something, you've got to have a real vision and a real um, idea, a real determination that you can achieve it. If you believe that you can achieve it, then your success rate is certainly magnified. It's not guaranteed. I mean, I don't believe in a, you know, think it and it shall be necessarily, but I do believe that the way we do think about things is important and they do have at least some correlation to the outcome. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we're always guaranteed anything that we can imagine. We all know and we've all experienced that's not always the case, but it is much more likely when we have a positive expectation. And it's the same thing when we're talking about connecting with God. Because what I find when I'm talking with people that ask me this question is sometimes they go into it like this. Keith, I really want to hear from God, but you know what? I just don't hear from God. I, I, God isn't speaking to me, and God just doesn't talk to me, and I don't, you know, on and on and on. So what they have said is basically, this is what I want, Keith, but I am now going to tell you all the multiple reasons why I can't get it. Does that make sense? So you people go into it with this four this conclusion already made up in their mind that they, they're not going to be able to hear God. They're not going to be able to experience God. They're not going to be able to see the hand of God because they go into it without expectation. So that's my first lesson for us. As we want to grow in our ability to connect with God, let's, let's begin with having a good, positive expectation that God's going to show up. Because I'm going to tell you, you know, I've been on this planet a, a number of years. Now, I'm not as old as some people think, but I'm, you know, I'm up there. And I can tell you that time and time again, even in my life, when I've gone through the ebbs and flows, I've gone through the mountaintops and the deep valleys, I know that God still shows up. Now, there have been times when I have sort of not felt God's presence or not really expected God to show up. But the truth is, God is faithful in my book, in my belief, and in my experience that God will show up. So expect God to do that. That's number one. Then we get to the E in here. Engage all your senses. Now, we I know we can't touch God. We can't, you know, um, but, but let's concentrate at least on two. The hearing and the seeing, okay? The first hearing, which is where I came up with the word hear, because a lot of people say, Keith, I can't hear from God. I, I don't hear from God. Well, one of the reasons why we don't hear from God is because we haven't stopped to listen. One of the things that we are notoriously bad at is stopping and being silent. We don't do that very well as a people. And that's not just on you. That's on me, too. 
we all have busy lives. We all have these things that go on. We all have these earbuds that we pop in our ears. We all have radios on our cars. We all have, you know, televisions in our bedrooms. We have all this stuff. And it's very difficult for us at times to stop and listen. But here's one more thing that I want to take it even a step further. Not only are we trying to be quiet to hear that still small voice of God within us, because I think that still happens, I believe that sometimes God speaks through the words of other people. I'm going to tell you, there have been times in my life when I felt void of the voice of God, direction in my life. God, where are you? And I began to just listen, and I would hear little things that other people would say. And I'm not talking about great teachers here or great preachers. That certainly can happen, and I don't discredit that at all. Um, You know, that's what I do. So, you know, I don't discredit that. But what I am saying is it is often in those little casual conversations that you have with family and friends, when if you are truly listening, then they will say something, almost sometimes unbeknownst to them, that God led them to say, I believe. And it resonates in your spirit. So I would encourage you, dear friend, to begin to listen. Begin to listen in that quiet moment with God, hoping to hear that small, small voice inside of you, knowing deep within that you are feeling and hearing and experiencing the very voice of God in your thought, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. But then again, I also encourage you to listen to others, not if they're putting you down, not if they're coming at you in judgment and condemnation, not that, you know that. What I'm talking about are people who truly love you and care about you and are just having conversation with you because you never know when in their simple words, God might speak. The other thing is I want you to begin to use your eyes more. We we become very focused on what we are directed at, what we are trying to accomplish and what we are trying to solve and what we are, you know, spending our time and energy doing. And oftentimes it's a phone or it's a laptop. We're, we're focused there all the time. And what we fail to do is experience the world around us. Oh my goodness. I just went on a walk and... It's just amazing if we take time to listen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, friend, Keith again, just dropping in really quickly to remind you that I am available for individual coaching. You know, for the last 35 plus years, I have had the joy of working with so many people over so many issues. So if you could use some coaching, check it out. Listen, I've got the time. I've got the experience, I've got the desire, and I've got the heart. All I need is you. The link's in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out today. Now, back to the episode. Gosh, excuse me. I just, (laughs) that's so funny. I just said I went on a walk, and as soon as I said that, it triggered a sneeze because uh, this time of year, although I love it, plays havoc with my allergies. So <laughs> I just thought that was kind of weird. But anyway, um, I went for a walk and I and I I could see birds, I could hear birds, I could see the leaves, I could feel the breeze, and it just connected me to the beauty of creation. 
And if I look at this creation, I have to wonder, and I have to think in my mind, this is just Keith speaking, I believe when I see the magnificence of this creation before me, that I have to believe that there is a God and that God is still moving, this God is still powerful and God still control. My wife and I took a motorcycle ride up to the mountains this past weekend and boy, I tell you, this was in the Great Smoky Mountains. And uh, the beauty of that is just amazing. And this is a place that I go to many, many times, even more than once a year, typically. And uh, it's just a beautiful time of year there. And if you've never been, you need to put that on your bucket list, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. It's a beautiful thing. But we were there, and you go, and you see the waterfalls, and you see the leaves, and you see the Grand Mountains, and, and you just know that there is a magnificence behind all of this. Or at least that's part of my faith. I don't know about you. Then I can also say, you know what? I can see the, and experience a brand new baby. The fact that there's a new life. And how, to me, that shows that God is still creating. And then I know from experience that I have been at the dead deathbed of many people, far too many than I wish. It's both an honor and a privilege, but it's also a very difficult thing, even for me, because, you know, I still, it's still kind of painful. But watching that has given me a perspective on God and life that's truly amazing. And, um, I was at my father's bedside in the hospital when we had to, we, we spent several days, my dad was on life support, um, and it was a very difficult decision, but we knew what dad wanted, and, and so we all gathered around, the family did, and we had to have the, you know, the machine turned off, and um, after they unplugged the machine, I held my dad's hand, and... Um, I started singing How Great Thou Art. No, I, I, most of you who have been raised in the church probably know that song. And um, it's a very moving song, and I've actually sung it at many funerals, actually. But it was nothing like holding my daddy's hand and singing How Great Thou Art. I sang the first verse, and then I sang the chorus. And I tried to sing it in the best Elvis I could because my dad was a huge Elvis fan. And when I got to the very last part of the course, I said, I love you, Dad. And it was about that time that my dad passed away. The nurses came in and pronounced him gone. It was a devastating time, it was a sad time, it was a heart-wrenching time, and it still is. In fact, I had a major grief moment today. But it was also by looking at my eyes and experiencing that environment and that situation just reinforced that God is still present. Now, you say, well, why didn't God heal him? Well, it's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. And believe me, I sure prayed for it, and I wished for it. But it didn't happen. But in that very moment, I knew, 
in my heart and in my mind that God was in that room. I can't explain it any more than that. So I just want to encourage you to use all your senses. Slow down. Pay attention. God is moving. Okay, let me quickly move on. I have taken too long with this already. The A, ask him to speak. Say a simple prayer. God, I need to hear from you. Would you please show yourself and speak into my spirit? Ask. I mean, how many times do we get without asking? Well, more times we get when we ask than when we don't. That's not only true for other people, but maybe it's even true for God. Maybe God wants us to ask him. So do that, okay? Ask God to speak to you. And then the last one, and this is going to be a little strange based on what I talked about last week, but the R in here, reflect on Scripture. Now you go, well, wait a minute, Keith. You told me last week that the Calabra verses, although they're important and we should investigate them, we should dig deep into them, which I, again, have. And, you know, there is grounds for... Um, Obviously, interpretation that we can feel good about as queer people and Christians and all that. Yes, yes, yes. You told us that you know the most important thing we can do is not only accept that, but move forward and get the uh, grasp of a deeper theology, a deeper connection with God. Why are you now saying that we need to reflect on Scripture? Well, the answer is simple, because I think that God did give us Scripture to help us. I think that we are given Scripture to encourage us. I think that we are given scripture to teach us. Now, could it have mistakes? Of course, it's 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 copied by humans. It's been translated many times by humans. Humans make mistakes in interpretation and and all types of things. So, yeah, it can have issues. Um, and there are things that we should take literally perhaps and there are things we shouldn't because of social environment and first period audience. Uh, all that kind of stuff comes into play. But I do believe that the Bible in its entirety is still important for us to reflect on God. And I believe that God can still speak through the written, written word. I believe that. I believe that the written word still can help us hear from God. And if you're one that feels that way too, then obviously you need to spend some time in scripture. But let me just be a little bit more specific and maybe just a little bit more helpful. You're asking, well, Keith, okay, if that's the case, where do I go? Where should I study? Well, you know, all of it is, is helpful. Um, but it when people ask me this directly, I have two things that I often provide to them. The first thing is that I often encourage them to begin with the Gospels. And I believe that one of the best Gospels to, be, to begin with is the Gospel of John. And why? Because John, the Gospel of John is more of a love letter. It is more of the God who is uh, faithful and how Jesus came to, to be our, our deliverer and our um, rescuer, et cetera, et cetera, Lord. So I think John is a great book to study, to begin to reflect on. But any of them are fine. Just, you know, look at the teachings of Jesus. Look at the, the, the lessons that he teaches, because I believe that those are still very beneficial for us. And look at them, you know, contextually and look at them for what they're truly saying and begin to dive into that. And I think that God can speak through that. I really do. Another place that you might want to go, um, and sometimes people think this is weird that I suggest this, but I, I suggest the Psalms. 
um, especially the psalms that are categorized as praise psalms. You know, we have praise psalms, we have lament psalms, all kinds of psalms. But those that are more praise-oriented, um, and even I think the lament psalm, psalms, these are, you know, those are more of a pity party psalm, if you if you will. Even those have valid validity to them because they they help us understand the heart of the psalmist as they're writing the struggle the psalmist is going through and how there is is a need and a dependence and a hope that is in god yahweh right so i think the psalms are are great because they're almost because they were songs and prayers at that there's sort of a connection between man and god and i really i really like those for um, inspiration. So there you have it. That's that's where I would suggest you begin. If, if, if you're not in some regular reading pattern or some study pattern already, maybe check with the Gospels first or or and the Psalms and put those into your in your time. So that's a little bit about what I wanted to talk about. There's no perfect formula, but I I, I just believe overall, and, and that's here, you know, again, um, have an expectation, engage all your senses, Ask God to speak and reflect on Scripture. Those, those are four lessons I would give you. But the most important one of all, I think, is just to take time to stop and simply listen and watch and see what God's doing. All right. That's it for me. I got to get out of here. I know I appreciate your time. I know that this has gone long longer than I thought I planned and maybe you wanted it to, but um, I just enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for coming, grabbing a seat at my coffee table and just, just having a little chat here. I really enjoy these. Um, so that's this week's edition of Table Talks. And don't forget, please do either join the free group. We'd love to have you there. And also check out that uh, coffee club. I think that's going to be a hoot. I promise you we're going to try to have some fun. We're also going to try to give you some experience that we've had in our marriage and our lives as the people we are. In my case, sexual identity, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'd love to have you come join that. That's coffee club. Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.